Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. All right. It is 5.01 here in the Bayou City on a Sunday morning. All right, let's head down to Port O'Connor area, and let's check in with our good friend, Captain Lynn Smith, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Lynn. How are you doing? Good morning. Well, uh, did you uh, get your deer down south? Well, I got a meat buck. I wasn't coming home empty-handed. I got well, and, and it was hard to find a cull, you know, an old deer that, you know, with uh, scrub horns. And uh-huh. uh, we were sitting on the porch one evening. That's the only hunt that I didn't make, that I didn't go to the blind. I figured I'd sit on the porch after they put all the customers out, and we'd sit there and have a few drinks and uh, chew the fat and talk over old times you know all of us are all old friends from way back and <laughs> it uh <laughs> we're sitting there watching these deer come out and eat corn and blaine looks down there and that one lane he said man that's an old deer just walked out he looked at him with the knocker said oh mickey shoot him there's there's you a deer to take home take to belleville so we rolled him <laughs> mm-hmm <clears throat> he looked good in that cooler, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Belleville will make him nice and tasty. I can imagine. You know, I've never been to that Belleville meat market, but I, I intend to go. I really do. And uh, hopefully I can bring a pig home or something like that. I'm fixing to head south and uh, and hit the ranch for about two weeks. So uh, I plan on bringing some meat home. There you go. So, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that, but uh, yeah, when you talk about sitting on the porch, it reminded me of this this friend of mine that has this place between Prairie and Catula. He uh, he had a bunch of friends at the ranch, and and his wife loves to hunt. Boy, she's a big hunter, and uh, they had all these friends there. And boy, they were getting ready to go to the blind one morning, and and uh, boy, they were all fired up, and they were, everybody was loading in the in the vehicles and getting ready to leave the ranch house. And, and uh, he, he said, honey, he said, um, you need to stay right here. And uh, she said, no, 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 I'm I'm going to go to the stand. He went, no, honey, you need to stay right here. You need to hunt here. You know, every ranch house has a has a camp feeder, you know, somewhere behind the ranch house. Right. And uh, and he said, no, you need to hunt right here. And she said, no, I want to I want to go. I want to go uh, to the stand. He went, no, trust me, stay right here. And there was a buck coming to that feeder <laughs> right behind the ranch house. <laughs> he just smiled at her and he said, trust me, you need to stay right here. <laughs> and she said, really? He said, really, stay right here. Well, this buck was coming to that feeder behind the ranch house and she popped him, boy. And uh, he was over 200. He scored over 200. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he's a pig, boy. I mean, he was awesome. I mean, <laughs> awesome. But, uh, you know, those, those deer get used to coming around that ranch house and they're not afraid, you know, mm-hmm. they just get, get comfortable. Well, they get and, used uh, to all the noise and doors closing and people talking and all that. And they, they get comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, they get used to all that. And you know how, you know, they get used to also hunters, uh, leaving a stand, you know, at a certain time of the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys picking them up, leaving, and then the deer get get used to that, and they come out. Then 
and then they go. Yeah, as long the as there's not a lot of shots fired out of that stand, you know, some stands you, they'll go all season without a shot being fired out out of it, and the deer get real comfortable around it. That's right. We had a uh, we had this real big buck on our place that uh, nobody had ever shot a deer out of this one uh, feeder. We had a, we had a, a protein feeder there, but we didn't have a corn feeder, mm-hmm. and we had a, a tripod. But uh, this we we saw this big buck. I I had seen this buck three years in a row, but nobody had ever taken a shot. Nobody ever got a shot at him. And uh, and then I saw him that one year. Uh, driving back to the ranch house, I saw that deer had his head down trailing a doe uh, right at the top of the hill. And, uh, I mean, he just took your breath away. <clears throat> and, uh, man, oh, man, we, we put a guy in that tripod one afternoon and uh, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, put him up there. Told him, said, man, there's a monster buck coming to this protein feeder, and uh, you might see him, you may not. At four o'clock in the afternoon, he's sitting up there texting on his cell phone, sitting in that tripod, and that buck walked out about 200 yards away, uh. coming to that protein feeder. And uh, he said, oh, my goodness. He said, this has got to be the buck they're talking about. I mean, this thing is huge. And he was he was shaking so much, he missed him on the first shot. Wow. <laughs> and the buck ran over to the edge of the Sundera and just stopped and looked back. Well, he'd never heard a shot. You know, nobody had ever shot out of that tripod. Right. And, and uh, he got him on the second shot. But that buck uh, turned out that that buck ended up being the third largest Boone and Crockett buck killed in Texas that year. My goodness. And, um, and uh, there was only three inches difference between him and number one. Three inches. Three inches. Mm-hmm. That ain't much. Oh, no, that's not. And he has short brow times. That's uh, one thing that that deer, the genetics that he put on that ranch, and, and we see it to this day on a lot of big deer, he has short brow times and short G2s. And uh, on some of the big deer I see, I can see his genetics that he passed down, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you know, if he'd have had longer G2s and longer brow times, oh, goodness, there's no, what that, no telling what that deer would have scored, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I've seen some other deer that resemble him, some big deer. You know, when people look at deer and they, they try to score them, I mean, you know, we're just talking about two two horns, you know, two brows, but, hey, <laughs> short brows can kill you on a good score. I mean, they oh, come sure. into play more than people think. Those brow tines are just, uh, that's like three inches in my books. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um I, I shot a deer down there one day that, uh, you know, just we we thought that uh, I was looking for a deer that, that had already been killed, actually, across the fence. And um, this, I, I looked behind the stand as there was a buck that uh, uh, coming to this feeder back here that we'd never even shot a deer at this one feeder. <clears throat> and uh, the ranch manager told me, said, go ahead and shoot a nice deer. Uh, go ahead and shoot that deer that you've been watching, you know, which he was a monster, you know, and um, but he'd already been killed across the fence. Well, this deer that was at this feeder, I, I looked at him and I said, man, that's a nice deer, you know. Um, he was probably five and a half years old, you know, uh, but I looked at him and I like deer that are unique, different, mm-hmm. you know, than than just your standard deer. And this deer had 14 points, but he had split brows. Both his brow times were about six inches tall at least when they were split, both of them. And he had an extra brow time, about a six-inch brow time extra one. And I said, man, that's that's different, you know. And uh, and I popped him. I mean, and I got him back to the ranch. I had a hard time getting him on the game hauler by myself because he was so big. And... um, Anyway, I finally got him on there and uh, got him back to the ranch house. And I said, well, I got the ranch manager. I said, why don't you score this deer for me? And uh, I'm going to do a few things around the ranch house. Well, he he scored him, and I, I got back to the house. And I said, well, how did he do? And uh, he scored 162, which wasn't bad. Right. Not bad at all. And uh, I was surprised he scored that good, really. 
but that wasn't a bad deer at all. I mean, he had a big, big body on him. He was an older deer, you know, big rascal. <clears throat> but they're uh, they're really in the rut now down there now, big time. And they're running yeah, those Blaine, those Blaine's yards. where I was, you know, farther south of you. It's just it's trying to go off. I mean, they'll. You'll get a weather change, and here we go. It looks like, hey, we're going to be in full rut, and then they back off when it warms up. And yeah, it, uh, and you know, all the deer that none of them are broken up yet. There hadn't been any. You know, I tried rattling a little bit; it didn't even work at all. It, uh, you yeah. know, your little teenager bucks, they kind of sniff around and come come look to see what was going on, but no no big boys came out of the brush on the rattling. Well, I'm going to take my rattling horns down there with me. I'm fixing to go down there for two weeks. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take my horns with me. And, uh, you know, we should have another front coming down. Right. And uh, like you say, when these fronts come in and uh, it, it'll just set them off, you know. It, it does. It's, you know, it's kind of like fishing, you know, weather change and the fish go nuts. Deer That's the same right. Way. I like just rattling them and uh, watch them come in. You know, and yeah. see what they what they do. I rattled one buck up, and I I heard him jump a fence. I heard <laughs> him jump, and I couldn't see him. I was I was right. on the ground, and I was leaning up against a tree. I was all camoed up and everything, and I heard that buck jump the fence. I heard him hit the ground, <laughs> and uh, boy, I, all of a sudden I saw him appear. You know, he kind of walked out of the brush, and uh, I was just sitting there all camoed up, face mask, everything. I watched him walk out. Boy, he walked out looking around like, where's the fight, you know? That's it. <laughs> and he walked out. He walked up to a low-hanging branch, and, boy, he raked his horns on that branch and, uh-huh. and stuck his nose up there, and, boy, he made his mark and, and pawed the ground a little bit, made a scrape, and and, uh, and then he just kind of meandered off, you know? And, uh, and I watched him until he disappeared. And then I started rattling again. Boy, and here he came back. Boy, he came back looking for the fight. You know, I rattled him up three times. Dang. Until he finally just gave up, you know. But uh, just watching him in action like that is something to see, you know. Yeah, it is. I was, you know, yeah. last year I saw a couple of big boys get it on, and that was, uh, man, there was dust flying everywhere, snorting, and it was happening, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, uh, I was on one side of a fence one time that was all overgrown with a lot of brush and stuff. And you couldn't even see the other side of the fence. There was so much brush. Right. And uh, I was, I was rattling and I had two bucks fighting on the other side of the fence. It was incredible. (laughs) They were grunting and just, I mean, getting after it. Like you said, dust was rising and everything on the other side. It was the God awfulest fight you ever heard on the other side of that fence. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, man, they were getting after it. it. It sounded like two bulls fighting on the other side. Oh of the yeah. Fence. And uh, and boy, they, and they'd stop and they'd grunt, you know. And then boy, they'd get it again. And I mean, they were tearing that ground up, boy. And I bet you I wasn't twenty yards from them, you know. I was that close, but man. I couldn't see them. Yeah. I couldn't see them. Oh man. Or you can see but that dust exciting. rising above the brush. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. I had another one. I, I was by a pond, a little pond, and uh, I heard two big old bucks fighting one morning. Man, I mean, getting it on, and I'm just, I'm just dying. You know, I'm sitting there against a against some brush, and uh, I'm camoed up and all that, and I, and I can't see these two bucks, that I can hear them. I can hear them fighting, and when they finally stopped, they broke up. I saw them on the other side of the pond running uh, across the field on the other side of the pond, and they were two big old chocolate horn bucks, man. I mean, heavy horned, and they were just taking off, one chasing the other. And uh, I thought, man, oh, man, I, I wish I'd have got a better look at them because they were both heavy horned, chocolate horned deer. And uh, that's where you just really want to get a good look at them, see how many points they had. But they both looked like they were tens, you know, ten point deer. Right. And uh, man, they were heavy horned deer. And you know, you 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 see deer like that, and you never see them again. You know, they they head to the brush, and that's it. 
you don't see them again. Man. They must have had a, a hot dough they were fighting over. But, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but don't see them again. <clears throat> All right, let me knock this break out. Lynn, I'll come back to you. I had somebody text me uh, some muy grande deer we'll talk about when we come back. All right, All right. I'll be right back with you. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Sunday morning. It's 519 here in the Bayou City. Okay, Lynn, we're back, buddy. All righty. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fired up to get back down there because, uh, man, you know, it, it's on. Uh, we've got that front coming down. It's going to be a little chilly. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, they should. Yeah, yeah, we need that. We definitely do. So um, I'm hoping that they uh, kind of kick off and we're going to see a lot of activity. And, uh, you know, as well as I do, I mean, we've been at this a long time and, and, um, I love just sitting there and watching the activity, you know, watching yeah. those bucks run those does. I mean, your, your head's on a swivel sitting in those stands, you know? And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there uh, swinging that chair around looking in every direction. Cause you don't know what you're going to see. I mean, you got to yeah. be like a bobblehead doll in the stand this time of year, especially you're hunting a, a stand with uh, seven or eight lanes. It's quite yep. busy. I mean, three it, hours of time uh, goes by in just minutes, it seems like. Oh, you're amazed at what you can see. Yeah, yes. amazed. I, I had this uh, one. We got this one stand I really liked. It. Like you said, you've got a probably six different directions that you can look, you know, down different senderos. And, um, uh, Oh man, it's uh, when it's hot, it's hot. You know, you can see bucks running does on every Sendera, You know, nothing and, better. Uh, You'll we, see a single doe come out. You know, by herself, start eating corn, and she's looking back in the brush, and you know he's there watching her. He's been on her all night long, and uh, mm -hmm. sooner or later he'll get uh, he'll get weak and have to come out and eat a little corn too, and stay with that doe. If she moves a little bit, he'll move a little bit, and buddy, that's uh. And then, you know, if you got a hot doe down every lane, you're just, man, you're in panic mode going, I can't, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. wonder what that doe's got coming out on her. And you just never know. She may have a three-year-old scrub on her, or then the next one you look at may have a monster on it. You just never know. Oh, see, yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I also bring my spotting scope with me. And right. um, I carry a spotting scope in the sand with me. And, uh, Man, I'm I'm constantly looking down those senderos and all that. And if, <laughs> if I see a doe, if I see a doe out in the sendero, you know, kind of grazing along, I'll scan the edge of the senderos with that scope. And nine times out of ten, you might see a buck just on the edge of the sendero watching that doe. Right. You know, he'll just be standing there, just at the edge of the brush, man. Skirting it. I mean, 
Yeah, exactly. Well, they're they're smart. They don't get big by being stupid, you know. I yeah, mean, they, listener they, sent me all these, uh, you know, different bucks <laughs> from the Mui Grande, and uh, right now leading it uh, low fence. Uh, typical is a one seventy three and five eighths, and that was that was uh, killed in Jim Hog County down there where I hunt. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. uh, and a neighbor of mine out in Beach City. You know, I knew she killed a good deer this year, but I didn't, I didn't know it was that good. But uh, Tammy Fusler, Bryce's wife, out there in Beach City where I'm at, she killed a big one in Webb County, 100, 183 and 7.8. Mm, mm. Non gross women. It's a, uh, it's a typical, ten, but uh, you know it's got some stickers and stuff on it, which makes it non-typical. Got right. two little bitty tiny drop tines on the uh, right main beam. But, hmm. uh, and there's Still some wide pretty deer. There's some wide ones. What was the widest one? 27 inches in second place is a 26 incher. 27 hmm. inches is wide. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm we all dream you. of 30 inches, but hey, 27, hey, bring it. I'll take it. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, we, uh, we, we had one that, um, that my I, I told you about the one my customer got buck fever on and froze couldn't pull the trigger and um and that deer he he was not all that wide he wasn't that quite that wide he was probably he was probably 25 he was about 25 inches wide but the main thing that impressed me about that deer i mean the guy ended up killing him the next day not the guy that had buck fever but another guy got him and um that deer, his main beams were 27 inches long. Yeah. I mean, that deer, one. oh, yeah. Well, he ended up scoring uh, like 178. Wow. That deer scored. Yeah. I mean, he, oh, he's impressive, you know. Just big old long times, big big G2s and G3s. And, and uh, oh, he was an impressive deer. I mean, you know, he. I was looking at him. I was looking at another deer with binoculars. And then uh, that I really liked, and I was wanting my customer to take him. And uh, from down the hill, coming up the hill, I could see this deer's horns oh. from over the hill, coming up the hill, jogging up the hill. And I went, "Oh my goodness, look at That'll this!" That'll wake one, me up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see it, it that does, far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, "Look at this one." It was about three hundred yards away. I said, "Oh my goodness, look at this one coming." Yeah, man, and oh, I man. mean, it, oh, just I, it puts a chill up my back right now talking about it. Cause that buck was just coming to that, coming up that hill, coming to us. I went, Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't pull the trigger. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, that, that buck was beautiful. I always yeah. look to look at the six pointers on here too. There's a young, young gal, uh, Peyton Watson from Manville. She killed a, she's leading right now with the best six pointer, 121 and five eights. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, uh, you know, if you don't enter, you can't win. You know, it, that's uh, right. That year I stopped by with mine and showed it to Mui. God rest his soul. Uh, he said he ain't ever seen one that big six pointer. Man, that was a big one. Then he chewed I, me out because I, I didn't enter. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, you should have. I, uh, you know, I had that, uh, I think I told you, I had a kid with me down there. Uh, we were hunting out of uh, Ensenau. And um, I was guiding down there on the ranch, and uh, actually the kid was just going to shoot a call. And uh, well, actually, this buck was a call, but this buck came running out of the brush chasing a doe. And boy, he was a big-bodied deer, big-bodied. And uh, I said, "Oh my goodness!" I, I told that kid, "I said, shoot that deer. That's a, that's a call." And uh, it was a four-point, big, huge, huge rack on him. Wow! But he was a four-point deer. No. No broken tines, no broken tines at all. A straight, just a straight four. up four, straight up four, and uh, a kid got him. And I mean, he's a young kid, you know. He's probably like twelve, thirteen years old. And uh, anyway, he killed that deer, and uh, we got him back to the ranch house. Nobody had ever seen that deer, and uh, for the heck of it, we scored him. He scored one hundred and three eighths for a four, a four pointer. Point. That's yeah, giant. yeah, unbelievable. I mean, That's you know, crazy. he didn't have a broken tine or anything. It was just a straight four point. No brow tines or anything. No brow tines, just a slick four. 
slick for him. Yeah. Yeah. That was, but he was a big old deer and, uh, there's no telling how old that deer was. I, I, we didn't check his teeth, but I bet you he didn't have any, you know. Probably didn't. He was a gummer, too. <laughs> yeah. I saw a deer one day. He His teeth were so worn down when he'd, he, he'd get a, a bite of uh, protein out of the protein feeder, and he'd have to raise his head to throw the, the protein to the back. To work it back to, to his it. throat so he could swallow it. That's old right uh-huh. there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know he's old. <laughs> he doesn't have I'm any teeth to chew it up. Gosh almighty, man. Yeah, you know he's old. Yeah, that was the only weak thing about my buck was just no brow tines. I mean, it had under seven inches yeah. total of brow tines. If it if it had just had decent brow tines, it would have busted 140. Just, uh, oh, yeah. But, but he had the width and the main beams and the mass and the giant G2s. Golly, what a... Oh, Don't you know he, he did hurt some other deer in a fight. Oh, you know it. You know it. Well, like like I was telling you that that deer I shot that cull I shot had had that one big dagger on his right side. Right. You know, just a straight big dagger that sweep swept around, and uh, boy, the other deer didn't want to have anything to do with him. You know, but boy, he could hurt him. You know, with right. that dagger, it swept around. Uh, all the way around like you would just a big big main beam is all it was uh-huh. you know and uh and then i told you like like a couple of years later i found that shed i found his shed was it the same it was the same mm-hmm. isn't that amazing how they'll just you know be like that and and you know a lot of these deer you just never see and then that's why everybody's no. so surprised when they walk out and somebody shoots one like that they've never found the sheds they've never seen the deer and nothing no, I know it. And what was amazing was where I found his shed was where I parked the truck. And uh, I parked the truck and back in the brush. And uh, we had mowed an area in the brush where we park our vehicles. And I was going back to get the truck one day. And uh, and just, as, just before, before I got to the truck, I looked down and happened to see that shed. I went, huh. well, I can't believe this. Here's that shed of that dagger. And it was it was exact same shed. I couldn't believe it. Amazing. But that was his, I guarantee you. And um, and that was a big deer too. He was a big bodied deer. You know, and they're territorial. They'll uh, you know they'll leave their area on a hot dough or something, but they always come back. And you know, we were talking about that. You'd you'd always hit on that too. Usually, when you shoot a deer and wound it, it'll make that big wide circle, but it'll always come back to the scene of the crime. Isn't that something? Isn't it? shot originally it's, shot isn't that crazy right it is and you know if they're wounded or whatever they go to water and uh yes i think uh, yeah they go to water and we have we have found you know several deer in water and ponds and um and some of them we found have been wounded by mountain lions mm-hmm. and uh you know mountain lions will wound them they go to water to to uh i guess it gives them relief or whatever but uh, we found we found one one day that had been really wounded by a mountain lion, and uh, he was 15 points. Wow. He was a pretty good sized buck, and you know, of course, the they'll 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 go after a buck before they will a doe because a buck will stand to fight him. Yeah, a buck will stand his ground to fight him. Yeah, and a doe will run. So right. Yeah, so a buck will stand to fight him. So a mountain lion will go after them, but. Uh, uh, you know, we killed a doe. We were harvesting does one day, and and uh, we we killed a doe that um, we came back to the ranch house had all these does, and I looked at this doe and she had a a, a a real chunk of meat hanging off her rump. I said, "Ma'am, you, you, I asked that guy that killed. Her, I said, you shoot her did in you the butt shoot first? in the rear? <laughs> yeah. He said, "No, I think that was shrapnel from the bullet. I went shrapnel. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no." Anyway, we were hanging them up. We were working pretty fast, and we were hanging deer and skinning and everything. Well, I hung this doe, and when I hung her, I went, "Oh, that wasn't that wasn't shrapnel. Look at this." And um, she had scratches from her neck all the way down her body to her rump, and you could see where that mountain lion had a hold of her. And then, as a last resort, he grabbed her by the hindquarter, and then he took a chunk out of her, but she got away from him. Lucky doe. But, yeah. Well, yeah. she was doomed either way by the mountain lion or the hunter. 
<laughs> that's it. But she, the hunter got. She was there to die. <laughs> yeah, but boy, she had scratches all the way down her. Yeah, yeah. But he had a hold of her. That's why we like hunting, doing what we do. You see a lot of things that are just uh, not normal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, there was a big, big, uh, beautiful six-year-old eight-point. If he could have just been three or four more inches wider, I would have taken that deer and put him on my wall. Mm. He's got everything but width, the mass, you know, the the height, just a big old huge crown, but. Somebody had shot that deer before, a real high hmm. shoulder shot. You can see where on his left shoulder the bullet went in. There's just a little bitty white spot there, but on the other side where the bullet exited up high, it just blew it out and it healed. You know how they'll heal over and hair yeah. won't grow back on it. it leaves a big white spot. And, right. Uh, he, uh, you know, Blaine thinks that somebody about three years ago shot that deer. And he may hmm. have been better rack-wise than he is now, but, uh, I mean, he's definitely a shooter for a lot of people. And I came hmm. so close so many times going, man, but it was just too early in the hunt to take something like that when, when I know what's there. But uh, Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting on my Dream 8, man. It just hadn't, hadn't come together yet, but it will. Let me oh, knock this break out, out, Lynn. We'll come back again. Right, I already got another one. I'll be right back with you. Well, you know, folks, it's another innovation from Seaguar, the proven leader in saltwater leader material, introducing their new gold label leader. It's Seaguar's thinnest leader material yet. It's 18% thinner and 17% stronger than any other Seaguar leader. That means it's even less visible underwater. It creates, creates more natural presentations for better catch rates, especially in clear water on leader shy fish. And the new gold label. It's made with exclusive Seaguar fluorocarbon resins. They build it in a double structure process, which provides exceptional knot and tensile strength, yet it's soft and it cinches easily for fail-safe knots. Get Seaguar Go Label at your favorite tackle dealer, or you can learn more at Seaguar.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Saw her when she walked. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning with a new year ahead of us, 538 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we're back, my friend. All right. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, good. Anyway, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna head up to uh, San Angelo to today. See my daughter for a couple of days, and then head down south for about two weeks. So, uh, we're gonna be in George uh, West. Yeah, George West. Every time I drive through our through there, I think of you. <laughs> I said, wonder where Lynn hunts in this area right here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll be down there about halfway from George West to Freer. Okay. Right well, you're. You're out there in the, in the good wilderness there, bud. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I tell you. You know, when every time I drive down, when I get to Freer and hang that left on 16 and head to Heavenville, well, it's only 40 miles. That's the longest 40 miles you'll ever drive, I think. (laughs) I tell you. I tell you. There's not a whole lot there, is there? No, there's not. That's that's out in the middle of nowhere. And, boy, I tell you, a lot of those high-fence ranches, I mean, they're just – I mean, that whole highway, solid high fences now just about. uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time you'd get to where there was a low fence on one side, you'd see all these does and bucks run over. I don't know how much roadkill was on the road heading down, and it was even more coming back. And uh, it's on. It's happening. Man, I was going to Carrizo Springs one time, and I went through Freer and and I went went over to 44, took a right. Right. And uh, it's all high fence on both sides, and – I took a right, and <clears throat> I bet I didn't go two miles, and there was a now guy running along the high fence, on you know inside the high, I mean outside the high fence along the highway, and I I bet I, I slowed down, and I'm I'm driving along that now guy is just running right parallel to me, and uh, I thought that that now guy's not going to last long. I guarantee you no. somebody's going to pop him. I feel sorry for yeah. the person that hits him too at about 70 or 80 oh. miles an hour. That would not be oh, pretty. Oh, they'll total a car. No doubt about that. Oh, no doubt. I remember, <clears throat> what was it? Bob Fuston's wife, Fran hit one and her little old car down there in Mansfield. She was in the hospital. I mean, it was, it was bad. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got these sandbar deer here in Port O'Connor, uh-huh. and um, and they're a big animal. You know, they're pretty good size, and um, heck, they uh, I've got them coming through my backyard, uh-huh. and uh, a friend of mine and his wife were sitting up on their front porch one night, and uh, about nine o'clock at night they were sitting up there and they were fixing to go to bed, and all of a sudden uh, I've got a motion light on my front porch. And it lights up my whole front of my house, you know. And all of a sudden, they, they said the whole front of my house lit up. And this big sandbar buck walks out right from under my house. And he walked out <laughs> and just kind of meandered off, you know. Big one. And uh, anyway, my neighbor across the street, she said uh, she came home one thirty at night the other night. She worked at one of the bars. And uh, she says she saw something right there in front of my house, and there was two sandbar uh, does came walking out right in front of my house. They like your place. They do. They do. I've got a game trail out of my backyard. I said, heck, I'm just going to start hunting off my back porch. There you go. You can hunt them year-round. Yeah. You know, there's no laws on them. But, uh, well, that's there there's a couple of nail guy down at blaine's we see their tracks all the time and their poop you know they their poop is real round you know like a golf ball uh-huh. and uh they uh but nobody ever sees them and they're they're huh. there they're moving around and we I'll spot tracks and stuff in different areas but uh everybody's trying to kill a nail guy down there that never shows up <laughs> i'll be darned we well, I'll tell a, you what. Uh, we had a guy one year, he told Blaine, he said, hey, man, I was over there in the heifer pasture hunting, and uh, a nail guy came out. Blaine goes, why didn't you shoot? He said, well, there was a big buck I was trying trying to get a shot at, and I didn't want to ruin my hunt. And uh, so Blaine and I went back there that afternoon, and I'd gotten uh, a couple of bottles of wine for Christmas, some real good stuff, and I took one with us, and we were sitting there, passing that bottle back and forth and we're waiting on a nail guy we're watching all these deer and everything and i look down this one lane to the west and all of a sudden it looks like a jackrabbit hopping down there i go what in the world is that we put binoculars on we started laughing we couldn't stop laughing this thing looked like a cartoon character just you know like peppy Le Pew, the skunk <laughs> he comes bouncing in there <laughs> and it was a uh black buck doe and uh blaine goes well shoot it i said no you shoot it so he gets his gun out the window, and I'm watching him and watching this deer just, you know, his black buck jumping through this pasture, and Blaine's gun's going up and down, and finally I just whistled as loud as I could, and it stopped to look at us, and he shot it. We we laughed for two hours after that, 
and uh, we went down there to get it, throw it in the truck. I just grabbed it by the hind legs and just slung it up in the truck. But boy, that was some good <laughs> eating. That was that was good eating, little animal right there. But we, oh, I tell was, you, we're look, we're looking for this giant nail guy to walk out, and it was that little black buck. And that guy goes, "That's the one. That's the one I saw when we got back to the camp with it." <laughs> he thought he called it a nail guy, and it was a little black buck. <laughs> oh my Got goodness. out of somebody's high fence. Oh man. Uh, uh. Well, I had some uh, black buck uh, backstrap. Oh, that's that what that's good. what we ate that night, and it's unbelievable. Oh, it's good. It's real good. Yeah, you better know it. But uh, yeah, that was excellent stuff. I still got some. I have People some here a while tasty back. animals. Yes, sir. They are that. I love wild game. I really do. Oh, I do too. Yeah, there's excellent. nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. I. Uh, yeah, I've got to get down there and have a have a have a little bit of wild game myself. I definitely love it. I've I've lived on deer meat for years and years. A lot yes, of sir. sad. Well, it's uh, nature's nutrition. It's all natural. It is, <clears throat> it is that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a friend uh, said. Uh, he asked uh, he asked a buddy of mine. He said, uh, "He said you like squirrels?" And he said, "Oh yeah." He said, "I love squirrel." He said, "Well, I I had trouble with squirrels getting in my bird feeder." He said, "But I was popping them with a pellet rifle," and um, he said, "So I, I saved them. I cleaned them. I saved them." He said, uh, "I'll bring you some," and uh, he said, "I saved them and uh, froze them in the water." And he said, "Oh, okay." So a buddy of mine called me. He said, you got any room in your freezer? I said, uh, well, yeah. He said, well, I'm going to bring these squirrels to you. I don't have any room. He said, you like these squirrels? I said, oh, I love these squirrels. Yeah. He brought me 32 squirrels. 32? <laughs> That's <all I'm> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I eat squirrels like crazy. But I, I, got, <clears throat> I put them in gumbo and everything else. <clears throat> but I, <clears throat> I love these. Yeah, they're they're good. Tasty little boys. Oh, they were good. Yeah, <laughs> tree rats. Oh yeah, limb limb rats. Limb yeah. rats. Yeah, that's what yeah, they call them. Limb rats. Oh yeah, but um, after all, through the years we've eaten just about everything. You know. Well, the yeah, country when boy I was can't like, survive. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. When I was uh, I was working over in Norway, and um, one year, and uh, I was working over there. And, and I, I went in the grocery store over there. Well, they whale. They still whale. Right. And they had whale steaks in the grocery store. And uh, so I bought this steak, whale steak. So I get back. And, and um, so um, I had a girlfriend, and, and we were going to barbecue. and had another couple over there. And, and uh, so I had this whale steak on the pit. And she wasn't going to, the girlfriend, well, she was not going to eat any whale. And I said, oh, it's, I bet it's just like a T-bone. She said, no, I'm not going to eat any of it. Well, anyway, I cooked all this meat and everything and for everybody. And, and uh, my girlfriend got up and went inside to uh, mix a cocktail. And I cut up some of that whale steak and I put it on her plate. And when she came back, she ate it. She never knew it. <laughs> it tastes just like a T-bone. Does it? Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it's red meat. You know? Yeah. It's red meat. They're mammals. So, you know, she well, never I think knew it. I think a whale, the first thing that comes to mind is blubber. I know it, but it's not. It's They're red meat. But there's real meat under that blubber. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. I said, man, I get back to the States, there won't be a whale safe in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> you know? Pilot whales. <laughs> Fried yeah, that's, pilot that's whales. Basically, that's basically what they were. They were pilot whales. Right. And, uh, that's what they, they whaled for over there. I think there's only maybe two countries or three countries left that whale. Norway, Japan, and Russia. I think right. I think that's the three that do. But they're narrowing them down. They probably probably won't be whaling very long. I wonder if they still but, do it uh, in Alaska. I don't know. I don't know. But um, but that was know, pretty that was interesting. A big no, deal up there, you know, the natives uh Used that whale blubber, blubber for all kinds of product they needed yearly, and oh, yeah. plus the meat and everything else. It was a big deal to kill a whale. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, but no, they had uh, they had the whale steaks in the uh, in the grocery store right there oh, with uh, with meat and everything. Yeah, it's no big deal. And uh, well, I saw that I couldn't believe it, but uh, I saw I got like sandhill cranes. You know, that's a that's a bird that uh, people just don't realize how uh, good the breasts are out of that. I mean, it's like cooking a ribeye. Oh yeah, yeah, very tasty, very good. Yeah, sure, yeah. No fat, I mean, real uh, lean, no marbling or anything, and it's real tender. Got an excellent flavor to it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, there's not much that a southern boy won't eat, <laughs> you know. Or at least try once, you know. That's how uh, oh, you yeah. find out. I mean, I've so. had raccoon. and I've never eaten possum, but I have no, had raccoon. No, I've never eaten possum. That's uh No. Now, Nutra, I bet you, have you ever eaten Nutra? No, I never have. I didn't, I didn't know there was any recipes for Nutria. Well, boy, when they were trying to thin out the Nutria out of the, out of the marshes and stuff in Port Arthur, they had a big Nutria barbecue over on uh, Pleasure Pier Island. I'll never forget that. And uh, I said, oh, I got to try this. So I went over there for it. And, uh, and it wasn't bad. Wasn't bad at all. Yeah. You talk about a rat. I mean, a marsh rat. That's exactly what it was. Well, that's all a javelina is. It's a rodent. It's in the rodent family. Yeah. Everybody said, no, it's in the pig family. No, it's not a hog or a pig no. or anything like that. It's it's a uh, rodent. No. You know what family it is? You wouldn't believe it. You won't believe what family it's in. What, a uh, javelina? Yep. What? You won't believe it. You won't believe it. <laughs> and you can look it up. You can Google it. They're in the hippo family. Really? Yep. Oh, I thought hippo. they were considered a rodent. I see nope. I'm wrong again. Learn something new yeah, every day. You can win some money on that <laughs> at, the, at the hunting camp. They're in the hippo family. Well, they're... I always thought they were. I, I, I was told they were in the bear family or the rodent family. Mm-hmm. They're in the hippo family. Now, where that comes from, I don't know. Boy, I don't. But either. you can Google it. And but uh, isn't that a native uh, species for Texas? I think so. I think yeah. it is. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, like a, you know, a kangaroo in Australia is a marsupial, and so is a possum. You know, here in America, mm-hmm. it's a marsupial. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Don't say that too loud. I might win me some money the next time I go to the deer lease. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was at uh, I was at the deer camp one day, and I told somebody about that, and they said, oh, B.S. Yeah. I said, look it up. They Googled it, and they came back and said, well, I'll be darned. <laughs> well, I know they sure like corn. Golly, they oh. just, I mean, I had uh, three adults and two babies that would come out on the same east lane, east Sendera and the stand that I was hunting, and they would pick it clean. They would eat from 300 yards out all the way. Blaine had always grained me from 100 out to 300, and uh, they'd eat every every kernel of corn off that sender. The deer wouldn't even oh, get I there. Know. Deer don't know. like them. You know, a buddy of mine guides on the King Ranch and uh, down around Raymondville, and uh, that that guy is crazy. He, and you know him. I won't say his name, but you know him. He's, he's a lot of fun. And uh, he'll he'll be running along. If he sees those little baby javelinas, he'll jump out of the truck and run and grab, chase them and grab those little baby javelinas by the hand. He'll grab them hand by hand. I said, you're crazy. Oh, mama will come after you. Mama will tear you up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'd hate to They're get chased They're protective. By They're young. You can see them when they got, uh, you know, a baby with them. Boy, any other javelina gets around it, they they get in some pretty nasty little oh. fights. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh. Yeah, they start snapping their teeth at you. You're in trouble. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, that sound is just enough to keep me away from them. I've seen oh, what they gosh, do to yes. a dog. You know, we had a guy's quail dog get butchered up pretty good with his guts hanging out. And they had to take him to the vet and foul furious, sew him up. Oh, yeah. That was a bad deal. Oh, One man, they tear you up. Yeah, they can. They're nasty. Oh, I'm telling you, yeah. No, oh, I, you know, I had a guy one day wanted to uh, wanted to kill a javelina on the ranch and and uh, to mount one, 
and uh, we've got this one blind that always has have javelinas on it and uh he said well how do you know if it's a trophy or not and i said you can tell because you can see how those those tusks have his lips pooched out right you know? and uh, you can you can tell a real good one and i said when you see one with his upper lips are pooched out pooched out you know he's got some good tusks on him and um and sometimes they'll if they're wanting to run another one off the corn you know they'll snap their teeth at him you know yeah so you can you can tell but uh and i've seen them with their tusks actually pooched out of their right. lips well that's a real good one you see one like that they'll tear you a new one Ooh, i'm telling you they'll rip you up yeah they will yeah but you know they have poor eyesight and uh bow hunters like to like to hunt the javelinas because yeah, you, you can, can slip up on them with a bow get real close to them so you can you can thump them Oh yeah, because they have real poor eyesight. Yeah, so you can get pretty close to them. Well, they can smell but, that corn from a mile away. They come running oh, when the feeder goes off, buddy. They're all over that oh, corn. Oh man! Oh, this one stand we've got. I guarantee you, you can corn that area, and uh, <laughs> one day there'll be two or three show up. You know, and uh, that afternoon, you go back to that stand. There may be a dozen come, and then the next morning there'll be thirty there. Yeah, they. It's like they go home and they tell their buddies, you know, hey, man, we found the mother load. That's it. You know. Call in the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Lynn. Well, hey, buddy. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I hope you have a real good, prosperous year, and uh, everything goes well for you, good health and all that. And I'll talk to you next week. Somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing Port O'Connor with you, how they get a hold of you, man. Yes, sir, man. They can get me at uh, 361 nine three five six eight three three all right buddy well lynn have a good sunday and i'll uh i'll talk to you next week have a good one sounds good all, all right, right buddy. see you mate. see you all right man all right that's captain lynn smith down in port o'connor it's time for our top of the hour break national anthem and all that you're listening to the outdoor show here at sports radio 610 we'll be right back okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 